This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, where Lee Rosen and Ned Days cover management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for building the practice you deserve. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Brunei. How did we end up in Brunei? Well, it was one of the few countries in Southeast Asia that we have not previously visited, so we decided to come. Brunei, interestingly, is an oil-rich country. When you go look at the statistics, it has a very high per capita GDP. Some rankings show it as 11th richest in the world, some as 9th, some as 5th. I'm not sure exactly what the number is, but it is a very high per capita GDP, and life looks pretty good here. It's the second highest per capita GDP of any country in Asia, right behind Singapore, and it's located on the island of Borneo. It's just about two hours flying from Bangkok, where we were coming from. It shares this island of Borneo with Indonesia and Malaysia. We're just here for six days. We'll do a little bit of wandering around this small country. Our first morning here involved a boat ride where we got to watch proboscis monkeys playing in the trees and Simultaneously, we had crocodiles swimming by the boat. That was quite the experience. Our travels are always an adventure, and Brunei is proving to be up to the task of keeping us entertained and interested. It's time for your tech tip. I think it's safe to say we all made decisions in our youth that were perhaps ill-advised, foolhardy, and maybe even dangerous to our health. In my 20s, a roommate and I decided to test ourselves with a feat of strength and athletic prowess that some consider the modern equivalent of pulling a sword from a stone or firing an arrow through 12 axes, the milk challenge. The challenge, if you are unfamiliar, is to drink a gallon of milk in an hour and not toss your cookies in the process. This seemed as good a way as any to spend a Friday evening, so we agreed to the terms and waited for the weekend to roll around. He was the odds-on favorite to win, a state champion football player in high school, 6'1 and 210 pounds of muscle. I was a scrawny, perennial, personal best trophy winner with a few seasons of t-ball under my belt. The stage was set, the milk was purchased, and at the beginning of a three-day weekend, we sat down at our living room table ready to challenge ourselves. His girlfriend brought over a marker board to keep tally of how many of the 16 cups in the gallon each of us had been able to drink and to keep time. It started easily enough, laughing, joking, and a good time all around. By about the half-gallon point, we had both become painfully aware of the magnitude of our undertaking. We were brothers in combat, the only two people in the world at that moment who knew each other's pain and regret as we tried desperately to move forward. We had slowed down considerably, trading first position over the next several cups until, with a quarter of a gallon to go, he groaned, Oh no, and made a dash for the bathroom. A rather noisy minute or two later, he returned. Ned, you have to throw up. You'll feel so much better, he said. I knew he was right, and it wasn't just an attempt to salvage his shot at glory. It was genuine concern for a comrade. He had stared into the milky white abyss, and it had stared right back at him, on the way down and then again on the way up. It's not worth it, he continued. It's such a relief to be done. But I had come so far. To turn back now, to leave anything on the table, would have meant resignation to the fact that I was then and would forever be a quitter. I drank a cup, then another, and then another. 
There was one cup left. I was curled up on the floor in a ball, experiencing pain like I had never felt. If you throw up, it's okay, they said, trying their best to save me from myself. I felt my body starting to give out. I crawled to the bathroom, sat on the floor, and stared into the toilet bowl for what seemed like hours. That's when I felt it. No, not not that. It was the spirit of Arthur, of Odysseus, of Achilles, Sobieski, and Napoleon. It rose up inside of me. I stood up, I walked to the living room table, and took that final swig. There was absolute silence. Time, I croaked. Twenty-six minutes, she replied. In twenty-six minutes, I had done the unthinkable and, frankly, inadvisable. I managed not to vomit that day, but let me tell you, if you drink a gallon of milk in 26 minutes, it is coming out one way or another, and I'll just leave it at that. The problem with drinking a gallon of milk that fast is that it is an incredibly stupid and unhealthy idea. I spent the entire three-day weekend feeling like I was going to die and unable to tell if I was having acid reflux, a full-blown heart attack, or had just ruptured an internal organ. These days, I feel like I learned my lesson, except when it comes to consuming content. I'm old enough to know better than to try the milk challenge again, but I can't stop myself from stuffing newsletters, Twitter threads, RSS feeds, podcasts, and random articles from across the internet into the few productive hours of attention I have during the day. I might as well be a 21-year-old writhing around on the floor trying to show off to his friends. I think we're all guilty of this to some extent. There's a lot we want to keep up with, and just like checking your email every 10 minutes is a great way to absolutely kill your productivity, convincing yourself that you are actually doing important research, scrolling through your favorite news sources on Twitter four times an hour, is just a different manifestation of the same problem. I'm a big fan of the product SaneBox for batching and filtering emails to help cut down on unnecessary inbox checks, but today I want to talk about MailBrew, which lets you turn all of the various pieces of information and content you follow and want to keep up with into a regular digest so you aren't overstuffing yourself and hitting the refresh button repeatedly. If you head over to mailbrew.com, you can sign up for an account and you will get a special email address where you can direct any email newsletters you want to subscribe to but don't want cluttering up your inbox. In addition to emails, you can add Twitter accounts or searches you want to follow, subreddits, YouTube channels, and podcasts. You can hook up your calendar, local weather information, stocks, crypto, and exchange rates as well. Once you've added all the sources you want to follow, you can split them up and order them into one or multiple email digests that you can receive daily, weekly, or monthly at the time of your choosing. They even offer a Chrome plugin to save articles for later that will show up in your digest so that you can read them at the time you've blocked out for catching up with content. I like this because I can get an email in the morning with my calendar events for the day and stock and crypto prices so I know whether to start looking at Lamborghinis or pawning my furniture, then a digest of some of my favorite email newsletters and Twitter news sources in the afternoon when I've blocked off time for research. This is one of those tools that is fantastic for just how elegantly simple it is. Once you've set it up, it gets out of the way and does what it's supposed to on the schedule you've set. For those of us who have proven we can't be trusted to know when to stop, it's an incredible Incredibly handy tool for moderating your information consumption and helping to confine your media habits to a more appropriate spot on your daily calendar. I'm Ned Days, and that's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. You're busy and things are going well, but 
you're on overload, you're feeling the stress, you need some help, and you hire someone to help. Most of us hire a person who knows how to do something that we don't know how to do. That makes sense because we need help getting that thing taken care of. That piece of the business is being neglected because it's beyond our knowledge base. We really don't know how to do it. We need the help because we struggle with that work, so it's not getting done. Now, typically, that new hire is brought on to help us with something like technology or bookkeeping or marketing, something that falls out of our core skill set. It's nearly always something that's just a little bit outside of our wheelhouse of legal knowledge. It's something that we know needs doing, but we're just not getting it done. So we bring this new person on and the new hire gets busy and we're not paying much attention to what they're doing because we're busy with other things. The new person is doing their thing, whether it's getting the technology all fixed up or the marketing running right or the finances organized properly. And we believe that the work is getting done and we assume that it's all being done correctly. But truth be told, we have no idea how it's going. That's why we hired help, because we don't know how to do it. We don't know much about the thing that they're doing, so we hired them to do it. And we trust that they'll do it right, and we don't know whether that's happening, because we don't know how that kind of work should be done. Well, let me tell you a little secret, and this might not be true for you, but too often it is true. That work that this person is doing that you don't fully understand, it's a mess. It's more than a mess. It's a disaster. Hiring someone who isn't properly managed and supervised, well, it nearly always unravels and melts down and blows up. You don't know what they're doing, and they know that you don't know what they're doing, and things come off the rails because everything in a business comes off the rails at some point in one way or another. That's just the nature of the game, and by hiring this person to do the thing that you don't understand, that you're not properly managing and supervising, well, you have created a mess, a big mess. I'm sorry about that, but... You need to expect a mess. You need to expect upset on your part. You need to expect a messy ending to this situation. You need to expect an outcome that you didn't plan on or prepare for or want. So you need to approach this situation of dealing with the things that you don't understand differently. How? How do you approach this differently? How do you avoid this inevitable disaster? Well, it's going to be challenging. Progress is challenging. It's going to be difficult to get things organized and working properly in this part of your business that you don't fully understand. You're going to need to learn new things. You've got to, as you run a business, learn things, to know things. You're going to have to grow with regard to your capacity to understand how your business works. You're going to need to be ready to 
supervise if you're going to hire someone to handle some aspect of your business. Until you reach the point where you are ready to learn, to know, to understand, well, then you need to outsource this to a vendor, someone who is fully equipped to manage and supervise the team that's dealing with this. And then even though you've outsourced it, you need to watch them. You need to monitor what they're doing and you need to make them teach you. This is your opportunity while the process is outsourced to learn how the process works so that you can adequately supervise it going forward. You're going to need to understand the process well enough to know if it's going well. Listen, this is difficult running a business. Growth is hard. Learning things is challenging. Personally, I don't buy fruit. How does that relate to what we're talking about? Well, when I go look at fruit, I can't tell if it's ripe or if it's rotten. I don't know if it's right yet, if it's ready to be bought. You know, I don't need to know how to grow the fruit, but I do need to know how to judge it, to assess it, if... I'm going to buy it. Now, if I want to buy fruit, then I need to start small and I need to learn a little bit about apples and then over time move on to oranges and then maybe mangoes and papaya. I need to build my skills. I need to know how to look at it, to touch it, to smell it, to squeeze it so that I have the capacity to judge it. I need to learn about fruit if I'm going to buy fruit, and if I'm not going to learn about it, well, then I don't need to be buying it. We're all in this situation at the beginning of something new. Doing something new requires learning something new. We need to learn first before we buy the apples or the mangoes or the oranges or whatever it might be. We need to learn first before we hire the person to handle the part of our business that we don't understand. Growth is difficult. Learning is hard, but it is essential if you're going to continue to expand your team. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Brunei, thanks for spending a few minutes with me and Ned today. We hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules successful law firms follow. 